Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, aka Mega Man. This will be episode 130. Uh, right now, I'm in the city of Lakewood. Um, I have to say, uh, before I get to my guest, I lived about a couple blocks away, right there by the fire station. And I was like, wow, it brings back memories. And I was staying with my aunt's house and everything. And I was like, wow, me and my kids, we play basketball uh, over here and everything. And I was, I was like, wow, it brings back memories. Like, wow. It's like three years ago. Uh, my guest for today, uh, I met her at uh, the four-year anniversary at Indie Brewery. Uh, she was with uh, Beer Thug Life, Daniel, the Hood Footy, my man, all those guys. And uh, I talked to her, super nice lady, very humble. And I was like, I got to get her on my podcast. And she knows a lot of people that we kind of like know from uh, social media and also uh, from a lot of people that we know from the Long Beach community. Uh, my guest for today is Lizzie, and she has a nonprofit organization called Journey of Love and hope. Lizzie, welcome to the Mega Man's podcast. Thanks for having me. How was it? How's your day? It's, it's starting off amazing. I know. I I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was, I don't want to get clowned on because it was one of my friends who gave me the wine, but he gave me this and you're like, that's not a good wine. Is I mean, I don't know. You, you know more wines than me. Um, I don't know too, too much about wines, but I do know that San Antonio Moscato is, um, I'd say what more of a soccer mom. <laughs> so, so, so different types of wines are for like different types of moods. Yeah, there's pizza wine. Okay. You know, there's uh, everyday wine. They have two buck chuck at Trader Joe's. Okay. And then you have Justin. You have Renee. Okay. From it, Paso Robles. So, is there wine for Valentine's Day or, or for wines for breakup day or <laughs> just anything? There should be. Mm-hmm. There definitely should be, and I'm sure that there are. I wish I knew more about wine, and I wish I had more time to learn about it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with wine, do you drink? Do you also like? Do you like craft beer sometimes? Or? I do. Um, I like the lighter stuff. I'm not too fond of all the dark, dark stuff. I try it, mm-hmm. but I'm not like constantly drinking it. But yeah, I like to to have some here and there. Well, yeah, because you go to the sports game, so yeah. you're like, just give me a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to get you on because um, you have a nonprofit organization called uh, Journey of Love and Hope, and a lot Correct. of people are telling me, uh, I think I think Lizzie will be a good fit for your podcast. Uh, this year for 2020, I wanted to, to bring a lot of guests on who are helping the community out, small businesses and everything. Um, you know, from time to time, I do beer talks, but uh, I, I want to uh, be there for uh, certain people. It's awesome. It's great to get involved in the community. Yeah, and I think it's because of when I had Tito on the podcast last year, uh, it changed everything. And I remember you were talking, uh, you're not the only one who talked about Project Coffee Cup. Yeah, Jacob is awesome. Jacob. I don't know if you know Junior from Bomb Ass Tacos. I know don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yes. I think he knows him personally. And yeah, he's like, let me uh, let me schedule mm-hmm. something to see because uh, he, he he helps out. Yeah, Just... I mentioned it to him. He said, let's do it together. Oh, really? Your podcast. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready because I see him. He's like up at two o'clock in the morning and he's making shoe designs for vans and everything. He's There's... awesome. He's always out doing stuff. I am the type of person that carries nothing in my car. Like, don't ask me for a jacket because I don't have an extra jacket. I don't uh. like to carry anything in my car. Jacob carries, like, emergency blankets in his car. I care saw packages, that. blankets. And he'll just be driving around town and says, oh, got to pull over. There's somebody that might need a, a blanket. And he pulls over. He opens his trunk. It's always full of stuff. 
mm-hmm. he's awesome yeah yeah I see that with the, with a lot of the same people that we know like the hood footy bear thug life uh project bear cup you know uh Tito uh, just a lot of people I mean we're all coming together Absolutely. you know and I and that's what it's all about oh yeah you know collaborations are, are amazing and working together and helping everyone out uh Tito um, has helped me so much you know he's been a mentor and he's always has great advice for me mm-hmm. um, in growing journey so mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk about journey love and hope how did that all start how did how did how did that start from let's go from the beginning how did that start so originally I was invited to go uh, not invited to go but I was invited um, to sponsor a child um, one of my friends aunts goes to an orphanage in Ensenada and he says hey my aunt's gonna go to this orphanage um, would you like to sponsor a child you have to spend 50 bucks you buy them an outfit and shoes and a toy put it in a gift bag like you would do any other gift and um, give it to me I'm gonna give it to my aunt my aunt's gonna take it to the orphanage and I said okay cool I'll sponsor 10 um, but can I go? And he's like, yeah, you can go. So you just meet my aunt in Rosarito at this blah, blah, blah restaurant. And, um, and then you guys go together. So for the very first time, I'm meeting my friend Chris's aunt. And I call her my tia Norma. <laughs> tia Norma. Mi tia Norma. <laughs> um, and so I meet her for the very first time in Rosarito. And, uh, and she's just the nicest lady. She has the most amazing heart. And she's just awesome. So um, she says, okay, Mija, follow me because it's a windy road now. So we drive from Rosarito to Ensenada Mm -hmm. and we get there and we have all the gifts and we have, you know, food and just, just we're going to play games. We play musical chairs. We play Loteria. And I just start falling in love with these kids, you know? So there's like 115 kids. Are you serious? Um, ages 0 to 33. Because Z- zero? Mm-hmm, the, they're special needs kids. Oh. They don't have to leave the orphanage when they're 18. So um, I'm just sitting there just like falling in love, falling in love with these children. And the end of the day comes along and she says to me, um, do you like it? Like, do you think you want to come back? I'm like, absolutely. When are we coming back? And she's like, well, next year, we'll come back next year again. I was like, no, I want to come back in three months. Like I have so many ideas. I've been talking to all these children and like, I have an idea. Let's make it a theme. And you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I, Miha, I can't. I like, I, I only come once a year or sometimes twice a year. So I said, okay, I think I'm going to come. So I started going, I came home. Um, I got inspired to come up with a name and I came up with Journey of Love and Hope. Um, it was easy. You know, I live in Lakewood and it's a journey to drive to Ensenada. So, yeah. but it's a journey of love and hope because you love to do that and you're hoping that it's going to be successful. You're hoping that it's going to bring a smile to someone. You're hoping that it's going to be great for that you know, for that day, for the, the amount of time that you're going to spend with these children. And you're talking about, you know, say for every 40 children, there's one caregiver. There's no way wow. that one person can hug 40 kids all at once, you know. So just being there and talking to them and, you know, sparking up conversations. I've met, you know, so many kids and made so many friendships, so many special bonds with these kids. And some of these kids are taller than me now. And I've been watching them grow. So it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. So came back, uh, figured out a name, 
uh, decided to to call my LLC guy and said, "Hey, I want to start up a nonprofit. How do I do it? Like, I legitimately want to do this." Mm-hmm. Um, I've been going since about nine times a year, and every time I go, it's a different theme. I've never had the same theme. Like one of the kids said, "You know," I said, "Hey, so how old are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I actually." I don't know, but the director's got my documentation in his office, so let's ask him. And I was like, what do you mean? This kid doesn't know when his birthday is, you know? So we went back the next orphanage visit, and we made it everyone's birthday. So we all celebrated a birthday. We had a big carnaval, um, birthday cupcakes for everyone. Everybody's name was personalized. It was awesome. Like, it wasn't just the children's birthday. It was like the staff, the volunteers, everybody. And it was awesome, like you know. And every time that I go, and every time that we make this journey, we make it a theme. So we are actually uh, planning our next uh, visit, April twenty fifth uh, of twenty twenty, and it's gonna be music, dance, and art. So it's gonna be great. Like the planning has already begun. So it's uh, another one for the books. Oh my gosh. I have to say, 9 minutes and 22 seconds. Mega Man is already getting teary right now. What the heck? No, I know. I know. I like that. Just you saying that, it just, there's a lot of kids who don't have a mom and a dad. And, you know, like, it's always something where you want to just be there. And and when you go over there and you make that bond, like, oh, Lizzie's here, give you a hug. And when when you leave, they they get all sad, you know. I will tell you this. Um, they do. They they know when I get there. They know. They come up to me and they hug me. And um, but the very first time I went, when I was leaving and I said goodbye, these kids are like, "Are you coming back?" Like, you said you're going to be back, but are you really coming back? Because a lot of people say that and they never come back. And I looked at this little boy's face and I said, I'm going to be back. Like, I will be here in three months. You will see me. And it's been nine years now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, like, I just, I'm trying to stay focused, nigga, man. Focus. <laughs> because I have, I have a heart. Look at your notes. I know. Notes. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> well, yeah. I, it's because I have a heart and I do care. And, you know, everyone... Was been brought up different. I mean, I don't know if it isn't for everyone. Charity is not for everyone. Certain things are not for everyone because, um, as you know, Journey of Love and Hope. We don't only visit an orphanage in Mexico. Yes, we um, do a bunch of uh, community outreach with the homeless in Los Angeles. We do, um, you know, community outreach with because with, it's with it's our local community. It's getting bad right now. Yes, it is, and we're not trying to advocate homelessness mm-hmm. either. But you know, we need to help out those people that are out there. You know, I just I just was there not too long ago when it was raining a bunch. And just seeing these people that are living in the street wet and handing them a pair of socks so they can change their socks makes a huge difference. I mean, throw on a pair of socks that's wet and just sleep with your wet socks at home that you'll be sick the next day. Now imagine these people living in tents and, you know, with wet clothes. So um, going out there and just kind of, you know, helping out, um, feeding them doing whatever we can I mean we only we not only do that you know we are also very involved with children children in in the arts children um, you know the children are the future 
they are our future leaders so we need to teach them to do those things you know my daughter does charity on her own now and Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't ask permission she's just like hey by the way I'm feeding 31 families this year or I'm doing this I'm doing that Um, and I'm involving my friends you know and now I found out kids to need community service hours to graduate so they call and they say hey you know I need my community hours and then they're done with their community hours and they call me they're like I'm done I know I don't need to do this anymore but I still want to come so the fact that we have such a big um, amount of children that join us when we go feed the feed the homeless or even when we go to the orphanage um, it's huge because you know eventually I'm not going to be able to do it so these kids are learning and they're opening their hearts they're opening up their wallet you know from their allowance and I make some of my at least my family members I make them accountable and say hey you know what you need to spend five dollars and make like a goodie bag for these for these people you know they, mm-hmm. they're gonna appreciate it and it's you're gonna feel so good when you hand it and say you know what I spent five dollars it's my allowance money but it feels so good to give back. And it's like the basic stuff, like toothbrush, deodorant, stuff. But and also, it's sanitizer. Like, it's just the most the, the most basic things that we feel we don't, you know. It's like, yeah, I have Q-tips, so what? Like, they have nothing, you know. And sometimes they don't get into a shelter in time. Or they don't get to, you know, they're not the, the one that gets chosen to use the shower or whatever. So, some, some of these people are out. They're out in the street all day and all night. I'll be honest, I can, I can relate to that because me and my kids back then were we're homeless, and I know how it is to live in your car. I know how it is to live in shelters. I know how it is to live in bathroom. I know how it is not to have a shower in weeks. You know, it's just I, I totally get it. Yeah. I can, and that's why to me, I'm always humble because you never know that could be taken away from me. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. And that's why where I feel, like you say, like, there's people who take things for granted, you know? All the time. You know? All the time. And it's not, it's so easy to say, yes, I want to help or to get motivated. You know, I, I always say charity isn't for everyone and going to the orphanage isn't for everyone or going to feed the homeless isn't for everyone or mm-hmm. going to a backpack giveaway for children in the community or turkeys or you know toys whatever it is that we're doing um it isn't for everyone because i have invited people to the orphanage that have said you know what thank you for inviting me this was way too emotional for me i can no longer come but i will always support and help oh wow um i have had people go with me to downtown la and you have to understand there's so much going on in downtown with the homeless community there's a lot of mental health issues yes so you know sometimes you spend a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time putting something together for them and they throw it back at you and say i don't like a cheeseburger i don't like cheese in my burger they throw it at you they throw it at your feet and it's their defense mechanism you know it's like you live in the streets and everything you own you have it on you so you're constantly fighting for your blanket. You know, some if you turn around, somebody's going to take your blanket. So they don't know any better. They forget how to be human. And, you know, for me, I think that's why as much as I shouldn't do a lot of the things that I do, and I'll tell you a little story about the orphanage, but, you know, yes. it, since we're talking about the, the, the homeless, it's like 
you know, I like to hug and shake hands and, and it's, you know, it's not always good. I mean, these people are using drugs. They probably have needles and, you know, so it's not safe per se, but sometimes you see these people and it's like, they just need a hug. You know, they need, I just, I met this lady who is six months pregnant and she's wearing heels and she says, these are the only shoes I have. Oh, wow. I asked her, I'm like, what size do you wear? Cause I was wearing chucks. I said, I'll just give you my shoes. She's like, I'm a nine. I'm like, oh, I can't help you. I'm a seven, you know? But um, I told her, I'm like, I'm going to come back tomorrow and try to find you some, like, flats and, you know, so you can be comfortable. It's like she's homeless and she's six months pregnant. Whoa. So it's tough, you know? It's not, it's definitely not easy. And, you know, same thing at the orphanage. My mom is the one that always tells me, Miha, when you go, braid your hair, you know, because all these kids, they have lice. And you have to be careful, you know, you're going to get lies. And I said, Mom, you know, I'm sitting with them on the floor or rolling in dirt or doing whatever. Like, I'm not going to stop hugging or doing anything just because I'm going to get lies. And if I do, you're going to help me take them out. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I, it's cierto. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I will. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, I don't know why the the homeless is 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 it's reaching the high point i mean where did this all come from i mean it could be from anything more broken home recession lost everything some drugs. people choose to be homeless i kind of mm-hmm. figured that well, maybe because maybe i knew someone who was homeless but my parents are rich <clears throat> so why don't you go back no i like it where i'm at because it keeps me very humble. It keeps me very grounded. Not just that, but, you know, people don't like authority. People don't like to be told, like, hey, you can't get high here. This is our home. So they choose to be homeless and get high. Or they choose to be homeless and do whatever it is that they want to do, knowing that they have a home that they can go home to, that they can go shower, that they can do all these things. But, you know, um, we are creatures of habit, you know. I think people that are on drugs or people that are um, living in the streets they get used to that they get used to that lifestyle just like you'd get used to you know a lavish lifestyle if you live that that lifestyle so essentially um, even the people that choose to be homeless you think there's got to be some mental issues there mm-hmm. you know I don't want to be homeless I don't want to live in the street And, you know, and and at the same regard, people always ask, like, how do you turn it on and off? You know, how do you spend a whole bunch of hours at, you know, at an orphanage? Or how do you spend a whole bunch of hours on Skid Row and then, like, go home, shower, and go have a nice dinner? And it's like, well, I'm not homeless, you know? And I shouldn't feel bad for going out to a nice dinner after I spend a day with the homeless. Like, that's just part of me. That's just... You know, it doesn't define who I am, you know, I'm still going to do that no matter what. Like, even if I went by myself um, and, you know, fed the homeless or did anything out there, like, I'm still going to do it. Because that's you. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's just a part of life. It's not a job. And you're not putting a front. Correct. Which is, yeah. And that was a very big point, you know, that was something that Tito... Uh, Hood Santa uh, uh, told me, you know, I always said, it's just like, I'm afraid to post pictures and just, you know, people think like, oh, she's just doing it for a like, or she's just doing it so people can say she's a good person. Like, I never used to post stuff like that. 
And uh, he said to me, he's like, well, you're raising awareness actually. So you should document everything. You should post everything because maybe you are gonna inspire one person to call you and say, hey, how can I help? Hey, can I join? Hey, how do I volunteer? Um, so don't be afraid, you know, for all those people that are gonna say like, she's just doing it for the likes. It's like, I can see it in your face. You glow when you talk about journey of love. You know, you glow when you're out there doing what you do. And essentially it's true, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna sit there and be worried about what everybody's gonna think about you or what everybody's gonna say about what you do, it's at the end of the day, I'm gonna do it with or without you. I'm gonna do it whether I have a full battery and can take pictures and, and post them, or I have zero battery. Like, I'm still gonna go out there and do it. So if I can inspire someone else to do it or someone else to say, hey, I can't come, but I'd like to help. I can't come, but hey, I have a case of water I'd like to donate. Perfect. I did my job. I raised awareness. Yeah, because I feel like um, we're, we're reaching that platform with social media and I feel like we're so much on our iPads and phones that we're not talking to each other. You know, they just see, well, social media will go out and do something, do something for a change or something, you know, because I feel like a lot of us, we're, little by little, we're getting antisocial. Very. And uh, I feel like, man, I, I, I don't want that for my kids. Yeah. And I want the K, hey, you know, what yeah, is difficult. I was just talking to someone about curfew. Growing up, my brother and I used to go out and play with the neighbors. We used to play cops and robbers on our bikes. And mom used to always say, when the lights go on, mm-hmm. you guys come home. Six that months. was curfew. Mm-hmm. Curfew was when the lights go on, you come home. And now, kids nowadays, they don't know how to ride a bike. You know, kids nowadays. They don't want to get a license. Yeah, they don't know anything. Everything is Google. Everything is easy and fast. I feel like this generation is dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's just, is it? Yeah, it just it, it sucks because I feel like no, and that's something else you want to talk about. What happens if they lose a the game? How do you take that loss and how do you get that confidence back? They don't know how to do that. There are certain kids who don't know. It's it's just sad they're losing. We, we, I mean, we, for us, we're like, uh, I don't know what year we were born, but I was an, I'm an 80s baby. So we were more old school. We have everything. And now we have internet. I feel like I, I can live it out because I could be a tough survivor and everything. Those were the best times. I mean, we had no internet. But how do you teach that to kids? You know, well, now I mean, there's just so many, you have to evolve with the times, but you have to instill that in your kids. So, for instance, you know, I mean, I can only give you my example as a parent. I'm a parent of a 15-year-old little girl. Uh And, you know, she is the little girl that doesn't know how to ride a bike. There's probably a nap for that, Mom, you know. Um, But then, again, it's like you say, okay, no more iPad, no more phone, no more this. We're going to go out and do something. Mm. Or I'm going to teach you about whatever, you know. And so now you have this diverse child that can say well I'm an artist I do this I do that um it's not always about google it's not always about social media it's not always about the next post it's not always about what's coming up you know so it's it's what you teach your children and you got to teach your children culture you know um I'm Hispanic and in you know and I I I can personally say this 
I don't think I ever wanted to have a quinceanera, but my parents wanted me to have one, so I did. I had the best time, I had the best party, you know? And when my daughter turned 15 in, last year, I said, hey, so do you want to have a party? Like, do you want to have a quinceanera? She goes, no, mommy, I want to go to New York. Ooh. You know, I want to go tour NYU. Or, you know, I, I'm like, okay, so you don't want to have a quinceanera. She's like, no, not really. Like, I want, I'd rather go on a trip. So my daughter has, you know, I feel that here in America, we have no culture. We see a new building and we tear it down to build a new one. If you ever travel to European countries or anywhere for that matter, they're always restoring their old buildings. There's tons of scaffolding going on. And unfortunately, we don't have that here. We don't, it seems like we don't have it. I feel like, like in America, we don't have much culture. So the fact that you are able to say, come on, let's go, we're gonna go travel, we're gonna go learn something new, and we're gonna go, you know, experience something different mm -hmm. that's what children need you know children need to see different things to learn different things to be exposed to so many different things and I can personally tell you um, a time that I took my daughter to Skid Row and there was a woman that had just been inside a tent having sex with a man for five dollars so she can get her drugs oh wow and so she's coming out of this tent and my daughter and I are in the car like right next to the tent and she says mommy what's going on there and I've always been super super open with my daughter and I said well this is what's going on so I kind of explained what was going on she goes wow that really sucks that that lady has to sell her body so she can put something in her body so, you know, sheltering your children to things like that, to me, you're doing them a dishonor. You know, being open and about everything that goes on, it's like, unfortunately, we live in a very cruel world, but we don't have to be cruel. So, children have to learn from what you teach them. Let me take a minute on this, okay. That right there is, you, 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 that that's a very honest and very blunt how you said it because but that's reality. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't like reality, but sooner or later, yeah, people want to live in you know on Instagram and it's a fake world. Like, hey, I'm this Instagram model or I'm this Instagram you know celebrity, but who are you behind Instagram? Or what happens when Instagram is no longer Instagram? Like, what happens to you? Like, your persona dies, your fake life dies. Like, what happens? What do you, what do you have to fall back on after exactly. Instagram isn't there for you anymore? That's how I always tell people. What happens if one day people care about, oh, I have over 20,000 likes, 20,000 followers. Mm -hmm. What happens if one day Instagram crashes and we're all equal? Or zero, zero. Mm -hmm. Now I just see you as a person. But it's, that's why, in a way, it's all about social media. And that's where I feel like it's a make or break when you get a job. Oh, how many followers do you have? What can you bring to the table? Can you bring this? What's your data? And all that stuff. I was like, God damn. Yeah. It's like we're like robots. You know, Absolutely, like, yeah. Like Elon Musk says, you know, I feel like we're just robots. <clears throat> you know, I was like, I, I just, it's shocking. But, but it's reality. You know, what's, what goes on, what's going on in China, too? With the coronavirus. Coronavirus. People yeah. think it's a joke. Like, oh, Corona is a Heineken. No. When you see the reality of the mm -hmm. videos, that's scary. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just talking to somebody about 
um, you know, how those viruses are happening. Remember SARS, the SARS epidemic? Yes. Um, I was in China the swine during flu. that SARS epidemic and came home and was quarantined for three days. Are you serious? Yeah, because I was exposed to, I was there. I was like in Hong Kong during those times. And, um, and it's, it, it's, you know, it's real. Like, I mean, these people stuck on the uh, cruise ships and it's like, you're stuck there. You're not going anywhere. You're quarantined to those cruise ships for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely not. It's just the, the, right now that like, the world's changing rapidly of new things and, and stuff. But I, I feel like there was a person I had on my on my podcast, Amanda from uh, Phoenix Rice Project. He, she says that when our families are not there to be there for us, What's the last line of defense? Our neighbors. We always, like you said, we got to be there for each other and stuff and everything. And, and But with everyone's all just cares about social media on their phones. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like little by little, we have to change that and start, you know, into, you know talking more, helping out more and stuff like that to make America more better. You know? I mean, people go to dinner to be on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right? Unless you just go to Marshall's and you get that box, you put all your phones in uh-huh. there, or you have a time I limit. I like that idea. <laughs> or, you know, or they have an app where you say, you could be on your social media for one hour the whole day, and it locks your phone. Like, you can't go on it. Oh, wow. So if that's a self- Self-control, man. Self-control. <laughs> self-control. So with uh and also you do the the backpack you know the the thanksgiving turkeys and all that backpack giveaways um for the kids um right before school starts so we'll do something like in august uh last year we did three uh three different ones uh we also did a big turkey giveaway oh yeah um we do toy giveaway for the kids uh we're part of the chamber of commerce is you, you do it in different cities yeah we do it in different cities and i'm so i'm originally from palm springs i was born out there palm springs, palm springs area mm-hmm. i have cousins who live out in <clears throat> indio okay yeah me yeah okay yeah my family lives out there okay um so the, i moved here when i was 10 so i grew up in the paramount area and uh, so now, like, turkey giveaway was in Paramount, toy giveaway was in Paramount, and, you know, we've partnered up with great people um, to be able to do to do that. Like, RC's Barbershop, they already do a, um, like, a give, like, a, like, a giving back to the community. So, this past year, uh, we partnered up with them to bring the turkeys to their event that they do and it was really really awesome to to be able to do that in Paramount mm-hmm. um, same thing with the toy giveaway Kimberly's dance studio is in Paramount Kimberly is from Paramount went to Paramount High School um, so working within your community and the surrounding communities it wasn't just you know a Paramount thing it was like Paramount and everybody is involved everybody is welcome to come and grab a toy and you know meet Santa take your picture with Santa and all this stuff so um, it, it's really nice to be able to do stuff like that and all the projects that we have coming up you know so the stuff that we do isn't just you know sad and and like you know oh we just do this and you know we feed the homeless and it's sad or we go to the orphanage and it's sad like mm-hmm. like no we go to the orphanage and it's fun you know, we go feed the homeless and I've made so many friends and I just sit there on the sidewalk sometimes and talk to my homeless friends. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like Jacob from Project Coffee Cup, you know, like he has coffee. He has coffee with with, with the homeless community and, you know, has made some really great friends that I've met. And 
um, there's so much going on and there's so much, you know, so many new things that, that we need to do. Like, you know, obviously I want to get involved with the seniors. So I know that there's a senior center in the community and uh, I was talking to my partner, Vanessa, and, um, and told her like, hey, we should do like prom night with the seniors. So imagine just getting all dolled up and having prom night you know like they would love that like imagine all the senior citizens like you know with we get the dj to come out we have the corsage and we have the whole the whole nine you know gala so those are like projects that are that that we're doing um we are also partnering up with a really nice organization um uh in baja that is building homes so they pick a family um, I believe the way it works is the family has to own the land and they obviously don't have the money to build a home. Mm-hmm. So we build the home. So Journey of Love and Hope will be building homes in Baja in 2020. <laughs> you know what? Megan has to make a trip to me. Last time I've been in Mexico, I was like 11 years old. April 25th. Come with us. to right, I gotta go get my passport. Mm-hmm. Let me get that stuff. Let me see. Okay, I think I'm not. Well, you'll I, have it by then. Well, I'll be. Well, I'm. I'm gonna be on break on the podcast. That's why I'm doing. I hope all these episodes out. We'll do a podcast from there. Ooh. With the children. And we'll have do some. You speak Spanish. I'm a coconut. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a joy, dude. No, no, no. Gomez said no way. I don't know Spanish. Okay, I'll translate. Mom and dad, you messed up I again. I will be Mega Man's <laughs> uh, translator for the day. <laughs> but don't they have any apps on your phone where you say English yes. and it says it in Spanish? Yes. Yes, and they have it for everything. Cause no. I, I did it. I, I, um, I had to go to a pharmacy and ask for, uh, what is that? Uh, you know, like that water substance that you pour, like if you cut yourself. Oh, uh, antibacterial. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that. You know what I'm yeah, no, about yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had to use Google Translate. I'm like, I have no idea how to say this. I'm like, um, I need this. Neosporin. Something like that, like okay. a liquid neosporin. Okay. Yeah. So yes, we can do that. We can definitely do that. I have plans for you. Let me tell you. I'm almost down, man. <laughs> okay, I'll help out there and stuff. There's so much stuff, and you probably have a lot of people that that you know that can help and and bring relief and bring you know you you come and you see that orphanage and you'll see so many things. You're like, oh my god, I can help do this. I can help do that. I can, you know. So um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I I'm in talks to um, do a field trip with the kids. You know, and and I'm telling you, we're getting out of our comfort zone of just like, oh, we have this really nice theme and we're going to go visit the kids and we're going to do this to like, let's go take the kids to a Toros game. You know, let's go grab a big bus and pick up everybody and we're going to take them to a baseball game. Like, why not? Who's going to say no? <laughs> baseball game or Lucha Libre? I don't know. Yes. I, I mean, I'm down to see some Lucha yes. Libre or yes, what, yes, yes. or a soccer game, if, mm-hmm. whatever they have over there and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, my friend Jorge Cueva from uh, Temple, uh, they opened up a restaurant called King and Queen's Cantina in, in Ensenada, and it's literally five minutes from the orphanage. Mm-hmm. So Jorge has hosted the children to come and have dinner 
um, at the restaurant, which is super, super nice. Um, he had all the restaurants back here, like Brea, Downey, uh, San Diego. Um, they had boxes and stuff. They were collecting toys um, for the orphanage and they had like a, a toy like giveaway with the kids so mm -hmm. it was super nice and i remember seeing it on, on social media i'm like those are my kids i know them and i was so happy so when i went out there the last time i went to the restaurant and i was talking to jorge about it and you know it's super nice to collaborate with them and and to um, do something in the future with them as well to you know bring more awareness to bring more things to help other orphanages in the area to mm -hmm. do more you know what i mean yeah. so now imagine like building homes for families that are you know hey i i own this piece of land it's a thousand square feet but it's my thousand square feet you yeah. know if we can build something on that and just make that their home like why not <laughs> this is this is one of my oh my god people are gonna kill me this is one of my probably one of my top three best episodes uh, oh. we're not even done yet we, we're, we're, we're we're not even we just started <laughs> i mean at nine minutes Megan man was teary and everything and and i i totally get it with and um, you've had half of your beer i have had a, a little bit of pizza, no because you be, had a little bit of wine because i'm listening because i'm just i'm i'm trying to picture in my mind of the stuff that you do and and how it's just like it's I like it. Good. You know, it's very intriguing. It's like wow, Good. you know. Um, what's the future for a journey of love and hope down the road for you? Well, besides the new projects that we have going on for 2020 that we'd like to implement, um, we definitely want to have a um, scholarship fund mm. for children in the communities. So children in the communities where we live um, that are involved in the arts. And this is obviously something personal to me because my daughter is an artist. Um, but children that are involved in the arts, I like to have a scholarship fund for them. I like to host you know, um, monthly um, events where we can bring artists, where we can bring, you know, um, uh, just something different to these children that are, you know, when they get home and they're like, oh, let me go be, you know, a gang member. Let me go smoke weed in the back. Mm -hmm. um, instead of doing that, say, hey, I'm going to go hang out with some people from Journey of Love because they're going to have Robert Vargas come and, you know, teach us some art. Um, it, it's making these kids that are already artistic and pushing them, you know, and, and I say that on a very personal level because that's what I've always done with my daughter. My daughter has always you know she's she's an amazing singer she's an amazing dancer she wrote directed and starred in her school play last year <laughs> she's always doing something new and innovative and she's always super busy and she's always doing stuff and a lot of it has to do with the parents you know like yeah oh you're you know painting on canvas absolutely do more uh, let's go get more canvas let's go get more paint push them to do more um, rather than, you know, push them to be on the phone, push them to be on the, you know, gram, push them to be on social media and do nothing and be productive, you know, like being unproductive. is oh, Less productive, yeah. Yeah. So to me, the worst that can happen and when you see it in a child especially is wasted talent. You see oh. the talent and you see it wasted, you know? Yeah. Like that's not happening here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, if we can reach out to those children 
that maybe don't, you know, I mean, some of these families and say Paramount, Norwalk, Southgate, all these communities are, you know, maybe they have uh, four or five children and mom and dad both work and they don't have like the time to motivate the children and to push them to do it. Maybe we can do that for them. If we know that they're already a great, you know, musician or a great artist or a great singer, like why not? You know, imagine being able to say, hey, I know a music producer or hey, I know a, you know, somebody that can, I don't know, maybe we can take a big field trip with all these kids and take them to the Pantages Theater and go see a play. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much to, to go on, but I think the future for Journey of Love has definitely has to be and has always is always going to be involving children because they are the future leaders of our country. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and they got to take care of us too. Yes. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> when we get older, you got to change my pampers when I, return to, when I be a senior. That's how it is. Oh, no. You know, like, yes. But yeah, I like, yeah, this is pretty much in a way like, yeah, you just covered everything and uh, uh, we're going to, we're going to take a break in a little bit. But before that, um, how did you and uh, Tito like linked up? Um, we met through mutual friends, I believe. And I, uh, you know, he's always been super, super helpful. Um, super open, super always available. You know, it's like, whatever you need, just let me know. How can I help? How can we make this happen? You know, let me introduce you to this person or that person. And it's always been a very mutual respect, a very mutual, like understanding of how we both want to help. And, you know, he's very about like, you want to do this? Go do it. Go do it. There's nothing stopping you. Go do it. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's it's a sense of like, like, you know, I hate to say I'm insecure, but my insecurities were, you know, like, oh, how do I post without feeling like I'm hmm. more important? You're like, I don't want to make somebody feel like I'm better than you because I'm doing charity. Like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just a human, just like everybody else. Yeah. I just like to do this. This brings me joy. I like it. I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and his response was always like, raise awareness. Let everybody know what you're doing. You know, um, make it happen and then continue to do it and start in your community and, you know, do it and do it and do it and do it. And it's like I saw um, one of his events with Local Hearts Foundation where I was like, they're doing this turkey giveaway, you know. Long lines. The lines are long. Like my daughter and I went and volunteered for a little bit. You went to one last year in Long Beach? Um, I went to, yeah, November. In November. I think it was November. It was a lot. I saw, I passed by a lot of people. So many people. Across the street also. And um, there's another friend of mine that is also involved with Local Hearts Foundation, Mark. Um, And he's from Norwalk. And I was originally involved with his toy giveaway in Norwalk last year. And then I went to the one this year in December. Mm -hmm. Same thing. It's just like, it's just, he has such a good heart. Um, His uh, outreach to people, his... You know, he's just all about it. Like, he's just like, I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but I'm going to make it happen. You know, and I think we've had conversations where he says, you know, the mayor reached out and she's going to help and she's going to show, you know, she's going to show up and she's going to do this. And, you know, and he's always surprised of like, he's like, you know, complete strangers just want to help. 
and that's how it happens sometimes your your sometimes your family isn't there all the time to help and to make things happen for you and then sometimes a complete stranger just shows up and says you know i don't know you but i want to help how do i help you know i get tons of messages like that you know i get people slipping into my dm you know with like i don't know who you are but i love what you're doing oh, wow. and i'd like to get involved i don't want my name mentioned but i'm like i'm going to send you a package in the mail for you know whatever and then sometimes i show up here and i have like cases of water in my front you know with i mean obviously somebody has to know me to do that because they you know they mm-hmm. know where i live mm-hmm. but just the support that you have from people that don't know you but they see what you're doing which makes all the sense in the world about about documenting what you do and posting it you know and forget about what people say forget about what people think like i don't care what you think you can think whatever you want i'm selfish and i just want all this credibility and i'm doing it for the gram and I, you know sure whatever like i know why i'm doing it you know what i mean and i'm going to continue to do it whether uh, social media is there or not. That's all. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> no, I like where your head's at. That's awesome because that's, I think that's where a lot of people, their personas think like, well, what, what is she getting out of it and stuff like that? But you said what you had to say. Yeah. And, and I am completely non-profit. Every, so yeah, non-profit. And, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? It's just that people are always going to say stuff on gram and everything, but yeah. who cares we about that? We all talk because we have a mouth and it's okay. Yeah. Oh, we're just born like that. We're just, that's how Mexicans are. We're just cheap men. <laughs> that's all right there. So right now, uh, we're going to take a break right now because when we come back, this right here, this when we come back, we got a lot of talk because she's a Dodgers fan. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> no. I'm a Warrior. She's a Lakers. Depeche wow. Mode. We're going to talk all that stuff. We'll be right back. That was nice. That was really good wine. Uh, it smells really good. Okay. Well, I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm an I'm a immature newbie on wine. Sorry, everyone, if you're just coming on right now from a break. I'm trying this wine. I'm holding it weird. She's she's correcting me. She's like my wine. She's my wine Yoda right here. So, I mean, we're just trying everything. So, uh, Lizzie. Tell me about the Lizzie Cave Warrior. We I mean, know the man cave, but this is the Lizzie Cave. And I was like, I'm looking at certain things. The first thing I saw was all those Mike Piazza cards. Absolutely, Mike Piazza, my favorite player, my favorite Dodger. Uh huh. Um, I still, he still is my favorite. And he will always be. My pizza, number 31. Pizza boy. Pizza boy. <laughs> and after that, then he went to the, the Mets. Yes. Uh-huh. But it's okay. He's still a daughter like Caros and LaDuca. Mm-hmm. I have an autographed uh, Ron Mondesi card. Ron Mondesi? Ron Mondesi. Okay. And back in the day, I told you earlier, um, my dad was uh, working in uh, Carson Real Estate, and he was working for uh, Maury Wills, mm-hmm. for the Dodgers. Yeah. I met him one time. I had took a picture with him, and I had an autograph, and I was like, I wanted to say something. I, I got like... an autograph ball. Oh, I, but I get... That was my first... No, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. I thought he would be my first athlete, like, sports person I met. 
But when I was going to school in Torrance, uh, one of the teachers, her brother was a catcher for the Minnesota Twins, Brian Harper, okay. who won a, a ring when they when they beat uh, Atlanta Braves. Oh. So I took a picture with him. I was like, oh my god! And do you still have it? Yes. Okay. I have the autographed pictures. See, I have the baseball. I try to save things. I try to. Sa- I mean, you can see. Yes. I have like tickets and just things um, that I try and save. I have a very special um, pictures of uh, Christmas Day mm-hmm. Laker games. So the tradition with my daughter and I, ever since she was, you know, born, is that we always go to um, Christmas Day game, whether it's away or, or home. Uh, we go to the game, and so I have some pictures of you know some games and and stuff like that. So that's you know super special, and you know it's been tough these last couple of weeks. Yeah, to you, be a Laker fan, it's um, <clears throat> it. I would. I don't know what, but when I was doing a podcast, when they said that he got into an accident, I was like, yeah, right, no way. I didn't want to believe it. I either. didn't want to believe it. Yeah. But when it made it worse, like just by talking about it, me and little Terry, because his daughter was yeah. in that, and yeah. three other girls on that team, and everyone, and that was like. I got a text message from a friend of mine, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh gosh, this is so fake. I can't believe that no this way. is happening, right? And then I replied, and I go, are you serious? Is this really happening? He's like, it's TMZ. That, they don't lie. You know, they, they're, they've never lost a suit. Like, they're not lying. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wow, imagine his wife, like, finding out on social media that your husband died and your daughter knowing that you know i mean this is before we even knew that the daughter was on the helicopter and all those other families you know it's just so sad so sad yeah it's um it's it's a loss because when um you know seeing kobe from 17 years old till now seeing him grow up and developed i remember i always remember kobe because of this when he got like this whole mamba and everything Remember this game. Kobe was in the playoffs playing against the Jazz. I think with the third or fourth quarter, he, he shot four or five air balls. And they lost the game. And they put all the pressure on Kobe to do that. And I'll never forget what I saw. I was like, I see that's Kobe. He's going to come back redeemed. When they lost the game, the person from the player from the, from the Utah Jazz, Antoine Carr, talked to him, hey, you're going to be better. You're going to do that. Because I know Anto Carr, I've always been a big fan of him. And he's going to retire in a year or two. But I saw that seed just grow. Like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to I'm gonna out, outplay everyone. I'm going to... And seeing the development of Kobe where it's like, wow. Where it's like... It's just it's sad. And you're an 80s baby. I mean, you pretty much grew up with Kobe. Um, you know, I mean, Kobe and I were the same age, have children the same, you know, similar in age. Yeah. Um, and when all this stuff happened, you know, it was really, really difficult because I felt like I'm mourning a stranger, but he's not really a stranger because exactly I felt like we grew up together and at the end of the day he's been my laker family since he came to the lakers so i really wasn't mourning a stranger and it just felt so weird um you know the emotions that day the next day the next couple days and 
you know, I just, I've experienced some tragedies in my family um, where, you know, you have this bombardment of like phone calls, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? The exact same thing happened when Kobe passed. Like I, my phone, I had to turn my phone off because my phone was just blowing up. Like, are you okay? Like, we know how much you love the Lakers. Like, we know how you feel about this. Like, how Samantha, my daughter. Um, and, and it's just, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you, like we are all, you know, I mean, I've met him before, but he, you know, he wasn't my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was my family. He was my Laker family. And, you know, essentially I watched him grow. I watched him and his wife, you know, be a family, have children, be pregnant at the games. And, you know, it's it just so surreal that this has happened and, and, and how life is just so, I mean, you can't take it for granted. And that is one of the things that my brother used to always say to me is you live your life every day as if it was the last day you're going to live because you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow and you hug your loved ones and you tell them that you love them and you never go to bed upset with the person that you love because you don't know if you're going to wake up the next day you know so it sucks it really sucks that we are living these times and that you know God's plan is perfect though yeah it's just um I mean not seeing nothing but old commercials of Kobe and I posted this one uh, episode he did with McDonald's where one of the kids got sick like hey I'll play and it was a McDonald's commercial it's like hey don't lose this game if not we won't get McDonald's it's like <laughs> that to me is like I just yeah. love like certain things seeing Kobe grow up and just the way how he is he's kind of like man he's just and even though it's one thing I respect him so much that having four daughters that he wanted to help out a lot of women Oh, yeah. He was super involved with all the women's sports. Yes. And I'm not a big fan of, like, WNBA, um, but he was, like, super supportive. I mean, soccer, like, the Olympics, everything, all the women's sports. He was a big, giant supporter. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. Well, um, with, with this one right here, the one the, the what says love on it, Which what, what day was that? Was that the Christmas? That was Kobe's uh, last game. Are you serious? So that was the last game that he played at Staples. So the tickets, the all the stuff they gave away, the little circles that you see are the confetti. <laughs> so check this out. Yeah. I bought a ticket when the when the team wasn't doing good. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't know it was Kobe's last game. I got two tickets and it was like at the time it was like what, twenty but twenty five dollars. Oh. Whatever. And it's like, hey, I can't make it. Whatever months ago, say, hey, you want them? Say, yeah. All of a sudden Kobe said, This is my last game, it was the jazz. Also, I looked up $12,000 for a ticket. It was like Kobe's last game. Did you go to the game? No, I didn't. I gave my ticket away. Oh. I just, I just, I didn't have time. I had to work. And, but it was months ago. It's like, I just, I messed up. Yeah. I messed, because I. Definitely, you mean, yeah. I never been, I never been to a Lakers game. Never. Never. Wait, take that back. It was the Lakers were playing the kids of Portland Trailblazers because that was two days after the Rodney King. Oh, in the 90s. In the 90s. And I, and, it, and the cop was following me and said, what are you doing? Uh, you better go because it was pretty bad. And I went to a Clippers game, but that was the only Lakers game I ever had. And that was right after the Rodney King beating. Oh, 
Okay. And I was like, and that was the only Laker game. And I don't know, man, I must have been, what, 12, 11? Wow. Well, that went, I don't know, but that was the only <laughs> game I, I've wanted ever since. So I have to go to a Lakers game, but my kids are always, we're like warrior fans. Uh, I know, I know. And we can end this podcast now. No! <laughs> no. You're a Giants fan. I'm okay, you're yes. Okay, fan. now, okay, let's get down and dirty. You're uh, a Giants. I mean, you're a Dodgers, I'm a Giants. So, okay. I get a lot of flack. What's up, Giants? Giants, F you. Okay, whatever. Okay. Mm. But I think in a way, you should have had that ring. They should have gave you that ring from the Houston, but they kept it. So what is it going to put now? Like a little asteroid? It doesn't matter. You need that ring. Uh, you guys are there. Now, let me tell you this. It's not the same. You know, it's like, it's not the same like being at the stadium and winning the game. And being there for whatever team won, you know. I okay. Mean, if you're a cheater, you're a cheater. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can't go back and say, okay, yeah, let's celebrate like the Dodgers won. No, I mean, we didn't win that game, even though we should have. No, I know you're <laughs> a huge Dodger fan. And you, how long you been, how long have you been a Dodger fan? Um, since I was a little girl. I mean, mm-hmm. haven't you? been a Giants fan since you were a little girl? I'm I'm a boy, so (laughs) age of nine. (laughs) I know know where you're going with that. uh, But uh, what what do you feel like the Dodgers are missing? Because they always, they have have the money. Is it it the manager? Is it the pitching? Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't really like to talk sports so much, even though I love sports. But, um, you know, franchises are interesting because we were owned by someone for a really long time and then different owners and then just like things just changed you know things are just different and different and different but hopefully this coming year is going to be a good year you know Mm -hmm. um i'm hoping it is i it's like i've been to world series and cried for the last you know couple years and it sucks you know Mm -hmm. like you travel and you go and do things and you know you just and then your team doesn't win you know (laughs) yeah you know I bet you like with the Lakers it's gonna be more pressure for them to win the championship because because of Kobe now so I feel like man that's that's pretty big even that game back you know was tough I mean we lost right um the, what was it? The, the Trailblazers. Yeah. So, that was a good game. And it was a tough game. Dillard. You know. Yeah, it was good. And that was tough for me because I wasn't in town. Um, and I couldn't be there. But um, I watched it and I was just like, I can only imagine, you know, how they feel. They feel that pressure of wanting to win for Kobe. But at the same time, you're not really there. Like you're mentally, like the chemistry. I don't know. You know, it's tough. And it's so easy for us to judge when we're not there, when we're not the players. It's so easy. Oh, yeah. Like, I love, especially when you go to, like, Dodger games, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that was such an easy play. Like, he should have caught that. It's like, oh, no, honey, baseball is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me. I learned they from, make it look so easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks easy. Trust me, I learned all the hard stuff from Bethel Duran. Who, oh, sorry, I don't want to know that guy. I don't want to blow out his name i don't i don't want to build his ego up and stuff because he's too too fancy to do Mega Man's podcast uh, but he does hooters and he, he left him hanging at ihops by himself oh. <laughs> that's sad well anyways 
But anyways, um, looking at your uh, pictures, you because you're like you're you're into boxing too. Yeah, I do. I love boxing. Um, so, what, Andy, and who's your favorite boxer? Um, of all time? No, just anyone. Like, oh, anyone. Roy Jones Jr. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, he's good. and I mean, obviously, you know, you've got all these great kids, and I, I, I just absolutely love watching boxing. Yeah, and all these kids that are coming up and. There's two kids, um, Michael Dutchover and Ruben Torres, they are with Thompson Boxing. They actually went out to the orphanage with us and man, these kids fell in love with them. They want, you know, they're always like, Ruben and, and Michael are super involved all the time. They're always helping and, and doing all that. And I, I'm just watching them grow, watching them train. They're always, you know, they're always at, doing stuff, and they're so positive, and they're such an on the right track. Yeah, boxing is definitely one of those sports that is, you know, uh, all about discipline. And I mean, they all are, but you mm-hmm. see these kids like they could be doing anything else, but they're literally like eating good. They're, you know, doing everything that they need to do for the love of their sport and their. Players. What about we need to talk about the Raiders? <laughs> um, yes, I'm a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to Vegas. Yes, it's gonna be awesome. What else do you want to know? <laughs> is it gonna is it gonna be an outdoor state or is it gonna be indoor? I think it's indoor. Man, cause I would be like it'd be so hot there mm-hmm. to play football, but like man, it's gonna be hot because the Raiders are gonna be there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like I hope they have a jail in there for those fights. Oh gosh! It'll be so people get all drinking and all that. I'm wondering how the tailgates are going to be because oh my god! As much as I don't love to go to Oakland, those tailgates are amazing. I never. I've been to one Raider game, but I was like nine years old. They played the Buccaneers. Oh wow! That was in the. Who's your team? My football team. Well, we lost. Ah. The Niners. I always been a Niners ride and die, even though when they had the rebuilding year, when they had Coach Mike Singletary mm-hmm. and everything. I was there with when they had Ricky Rodgers and Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, uh, Norton, you know, uh, Hardy, you know, Hardy, you know, just uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Merton Hank, Martin Banks, and just a lot of the football players. And I think we're gonna get it next year. But the Chiefs, you know, to be honest, I would have been okay with the Niners one, but the Chiefs, they they are they deserved it. I mean, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 50 years, and that 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 quarterback is something. Yeah. It's very special. Yeah. And and also to see Andy Reid get a get a, a Super Bowl for the first time, it's mm. you know, and all that. He's something with him and quarterbacks. He always has a good fit, and they have something there. I would not be surprised if they win it again next year. How often do you hear that? You know, it's like the who was the That's last? The Niners fan. I'm a nine, well, <laughs> Niners, yeah, it's just. I think in a way, what happened? I think we got too cocky. I don't think we just. I think we're just like, oh, we're gonna let it pass by. But you win some, you lose some. Yeah. So and also, uh, one last thing. Like, well, who's your favorite college basketball team? UCLA, of course. Okay. But I am a five-year bandwagoner with Gonzaga. What? I love Gonzaga. Gonzaga? Of course. Oh, my God. I'm like a freak. Who frick- doesn't? I'm a 22-year bandwagon. Oh, nice. Because... So, um, you know the Stocktons. I know the Stocktons. I know, I know when they first had the Cinderella. 
dad months at the time, mm-hmm. he was a coach. Then he took a job at Long Beach State. Mm-hmm. So his assistant was Mark Fuse working his way up. And yeah, so I re- I've been following him ever since, and Dan Munson taught Mark Few, and now look at him now, probably one of the winningest coach. But uh, that that team went along with had I think hey, they produced number two right now, uh-huh. doing excellent. I cannot wait for March Madness. I was just talking about this yesterday, um, how they should bring the John Stockton shorts back. I mean, why not? <laughs> but yeah, Gonzaga, Gonzaga is. Uh, is one to watch out for. Gonzaga, I hope they do. But I was watching that game when um, they played the Miami at, and uh, Duke last year mm-hmm. with, with uh, the one who went to the New Orleans. Uh, uh, what was it? Ah, that one, the sensation from Duke. With uh, the shoe? Yeah. With the yeah. That uh, Corey Williamson. Williamson. I was watching that. I had it biting my nails. I was like, please. You know? Because that was a good Duke team. He's done a great debut. I mean, he's, you know. Yeah, but. I mean, they they lost that game. But but he's been doing good. I hope he does. I hope he stays injured free. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a little iffy because he's too big. Yeah. And, you know, and who knows. But I loved him at Duke. Yeah. He should have stayed, but. I think now is like is now there is people from high school are gonna go straight to the NBA now now yeah. now that the whole one year thing is done and everything, so yeah. So I know we could talk about sports forever, but um, I want to want a lot of my listeners to get to know who is Lizzie all about. So where did you grow up at? I know you grew up in Palm Springs. Well, I was born there. Moved, okay. I moved to LA when I was ten. Okay. And I've been living out here since. Um, I. I went uh, to school out here, went to junior high and high school, mm-hmm. um, got a full ride scholarship, academic scholarship, and uh, decided to get a job for the summer, mm-hmm. never went back to college, so I'm not a college graduate, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've been working at the same job since, so I'm, I'm okay. You're good. I'm okay. Yeah. You're good. Good. How's in life and uh, after that, like you were just like your job, you like everything, and like you're just like I see you on Instagram. You're like living life. Well, I mean, again, Instagram. Everybody feels like Instagram is real life, and maybe in it, it is. But traveling, like, do you but like, you know, like, people always say I have gotten criticism, like, "Wow, you're always posting like um, I don't know drinks or dinner or something." I'm like, "Well, yeah, because writing my mortgage check isn't fun, and I'm not gonna post that." But I'm still a responsible person writing a mortgage check. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, my life um, early on, I, I started in real estate. I started working in real estate and I'm still involved in that. Um, and it's one of the reasons I didn't go to college because I started working and I just enjoyed what I was doing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to leave it off and I'll go next semester. I'll go next semester mm-hmm. until I just never went back. Um, <clears throat> maybe one of my very few regrets in life. You know, I would love to have that little piece of paper from UCLA because that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm okay. You know, I'm I'm totally fine. And my my life has been about being cultured, traveling. I've traveled and and done so many things that I think a lot of people don't get to do in life. And I'm very blessed to be able to do it. I'm very blessed to be. 
um, a person that wants to go experience and do new things. And, you know, I've gone on a safari in Africa, you know, what? and got 12 shots to go. And, what, you know. What state you go? Well, <laughs> you go to South Africa? What's up? I've been to South Africa. I, I want to go South, South Africa. That, that's the, my dream. I went to South Africa for World Cup. Yeah. Uh, for rugby? Oh, no, World Cup. Soccer. Oh, oh, I like. Yeah. I'm a rugby guy. Oh, okay, okay. So soccer, yeah, oh, okay. Um, and so you know, I mean, just doing things like that. Like I went to Hong Kong for Chinese New Year one year. How's that like? Um, amazing. You know, I mean, is it small? Like it's no, of course not. It's it's huge. It's big, and you know, I've been to I don't know Australia. Like I swam in the Great Barrier Reef. Like there's just a lot of experiences that you know. People, a lot of people are confined to their comfort zone. Like, oh, I'm gonna go spend a thousand dollars at this nightclub because it's my birthday, and I have a tradition that I go somewhere for my birthday. So my family members, you know, I have two cousins, and we get together for our birthdays um, every year. We live in three different countries, so we see each other at least three times a year. We pick a destination and we go there. So to me, traveling and and doing that is it's more than just like let me go spend a bunch of money at a nightclub in one night. And trust me, I've done it. You know, I think we all have. Who has it? Um, but it brings me nothing but a hangover and zero joy because you know it's like what did you do? Oh, I just I just went out and drank and you know had a really good time with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, hey, I went to, you know, I don't know, Chile, you know, I went to Chile last year and had a great time. I had never been there and had amazing wine. And had- that's what I was going to talk about. They made some good wine yes. and their seafoods. Bomb. Great. Yeah. And the culture is amazing. You know, everything is so, so, so nice. So just traveling and doing that kind of thing and getting out of that, you know, comfort zone. And, you know, I always talk about. People always say, oh, I can't afford to do that. Yes, you can, because I'm a Dodger fan, and I go to Dodger games, and it's $22 for a beer. Like, if I didn't spend the $22 for the beer and had five beers, I'd have enough money for a flight to go anywhere, you know, and mm-hmm. go experience something new. So it's more about wanting to do things and having um, the ability to make the time to do it, having the people, you know, it's it's... It's the energy and the people that you surround yourself with when you mm. do stuff like that. I, that you know, because that's good. I can honestly tell you, my two cousins are busy, just as busy as I am, and living their lives and the, you know, living their dreams and their careers. And we make time for each other. Like literally, we live in three different countries. Wow. And we get together so, as often as we can. So we one, just got together for uh, New Year's. So you live here, and the other two live what, in Europe and all. One lives in Mexico, and one lives in South America. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we get together, and uh, and you know we just we just have the best time. I mean, New Year's uh, we went to Puerto Vallarta. We had um, a great time. We just, you know, we spend time together and we just enjoy the company. Um, And you think that a lot of families, especially big, big families and big Hispanic families, like I'm Mexican. And I think, you know, sometimes you only see your family at funerals. Someone died and then, oh, there's my cousin from, you know, Kansas City. 
Um, but we try to see each other in times of happiness, you know, happy times, not just sad times. Mm. But we're there for each other during those sad times as well. Like I said in the past, we've all experienced some, you know, heartbreaks and heartaches and some tragedies in our family and has made us stronger, makes our bond even stronger. And I come from a family that's huge. My mom has 10 brothers and sisters. My dad has 10 brothers and sisters. So I have tons of family, tons of cousins. And to have the connection that I do, I mean, I have tons of cousins that live, you know, within a five mile radius, but here I am hanging out with, you know, some of my cousins that live in other countries, you know, and we have those special bonds and, you know, maybe we're closer in age or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but um, the experiences that you have in life shouldn't always be about, you know, remember that time we were out and about and we were drinking at some bar, you know, it should be like, remember that time when we went to, you know, this place in, I don't know, Prague <laughs> and have those kind of memories. And those are the kind of memories I want for my daughter to have and the culture that you see in other places and the architecture and just just everything in general like going to sporting events in other countries or experiencing things like going to a soccer game in you know England I went to a Manchester United game really years ago and I've never been to a Galaxy game I just want I just went to an LAFC game for the very first time last year and loved it Never been to Galaxy. They get I'm crazy. really excited now that Chicharito's coming. I want to go to a Galaxy game, obviously. Oh, yeah. But um, I've been to, you know, World Cups or I've been to, you know, like a European... Um, soccer. Soccer. And I am... It's just crazy, you know? Manchester United was like, wow, these people are like into it. Who they play? Like, I can't remember who they played, but I know I have a picture somewhere. Newcastle, Leeds, um, I don't know. And, you know, and then you have all these, like, people, like Arsenal. I love that team. Arsenal. Yeah, they're so cool. They're well known. Yeah. I mean, that's the Premier League. There's, It's so challenging, but imagine if you went to go see Real Madrid. Yeah. In Spain, I was like, With that's... Barcelona. Uh, Christian Ronaldo. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I'd be like, that's like... Like the like the Super Bowl of all fucking soccer. Yeah. I. Man, but then that, you have a World Cup to do that. Yeah. You no, know? nah, you know what? To be honest, I think World Cups like okay, it's cool, because everyone's gonna cheer for USA or Mexico. I mean, that's that's. But all. you go watch other games. You know, you go to other games and go like see France and you know Belgium or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. other teams like Argentina. Like those are awesome games. Like when Mexico had to get in to the. And saw it to the playoffs, get to the next round. We were all cheering for South Korea to, to, to defeat Germany. <laughs> and we're like, we love Koreans, you know, like that's how it is. You know, Korean, you know, it's just something that it just, it for a month and a half or two, it reunites everyone in the world. Ceasefire, no war, nothing. Everyone watches soccer. Yeah. It's that, the Olympics, you know, all these sporting events. It just brings people together. And that's what it should be all about, you know. I could just tell by like, observing like you're so you're like the first person ever that is really so passionate about sports and life that's just something like you rarely see that like I I I have never seen that before ever in my life and it was just like well yeah just I'm being not blowing smoke up your ass but it's just something that you rarely see that I was like you're passionate but you're also passionate about living life 
Yes. You know, it's like that's what you have to do. Yeah. You know. And you know, some a lot of a lot of um, a lot of my life obviously comes from my brother. My parents were married and had two children. My brother and I. He was three years older than me, and I lost my brother when I was twenty-three. Oh wow! My brother was only twenty-six years old when he passed, and he. You know, I have three other siblings because my parents eventually split. My dad remarried and has three other uh, kids, so I have three other brothers and sisters that I love. Mm-hmm. But the brother that I grew up with um, is no longer with me, and he pretty much taught me to live life the way I live it. It's because of him that I live my life the way I do, that I experience things that, you know, if I can go out and do something, I do go and do it. I don't hesitate to do something because I don't know if I'm going to be here, you know, and I know that if my brother was here, we'd be doing it together. That's true. You know, and it's been, my brother passed away in 2001. So there's obviously, you know, more than 18 years of memories without him in them. But I had a whole upbringing with him in it, in my memories and, and just, you know, being around him and his street wise mentality and you know I can't tell you that my daughter is book smart and street smart but I was you know I've always been street smart and book smart Mm -hmm. um she's not because she didn't have you know my brother in her life and you know I've learned so much from him in in the little time that he was with me and uh I miss him I miss him every day but um a lot of the reasons that I am the way I am is because of my brother, because of the upbringing that we had. My mom was a very strong person, you know, she was very um, demanding of us. And, you know, she she had two straight A students at home. My brother was a crazy boy that liked to fight. And, you know, he was just a boy. He was just a kid that was just, you know, out yeah. there. Um, but he was still a straight A student. He was an amazing, like, you know, he drew like no other. Like, he was so great at what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's like, I always say God's plan is perfect. God needed him, and so he took him. And it took me a long time to accept a lot of things. And obviously, I'm almost 42 years old, and I, I have lived a whole life and I feel like I'm still living and I'm still looking forward to so much mm-hmm. um, but I'm so thankful for everything and every experience that I've had in my life you know um, from five minutes ago to a year ago to five years ago to the day I lost my brother and my world came crumbling down and then I had to learn to live without him and you know learn to build tough skin and to do a lot of things differently um but you know other than that it's just like I'm so blessed I'm so blessed to have all the things that I have I'm so blessed to have a little girl that's healthy I'm so blessed to have all the friends that I have I surround myself with good positive energy uh good positive people that bring something of value to my life Mm -hmm. not just you know like hey I know a lot of people but I don't you know mingle with tons and tons of people even though I know a lot of people like 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 your inner circle is really limited very that's how and that's how it's supposed to be like when you were talking about your brother like you felt it was lost 
I went through the same situation. Um, I know my mom and dad weren't around, but at the time, um, my uncle, he took he took me in. He lived in Carson, Uncle Manuel from RIP. And he was the one who changed me because I was broken. It's like, man, you need to stick up for yourself. You need to do this, you need to do that. And I, for some, he's told me, for some kind of reason, I see that you're gonna make it. So what do you mean? It's gonna be hard in the beginning, but I feel like you're gonna be the last one standing. And it's like, what do you mean? Because I, because I don't have to worry about you. Because you're, you're a survivor. You're, you're hungry. You already know how it is in life. That you already been through your, your big, your, your good times, your bad times, your ugly time. But you're still here. But you have that experience. And to me, ever since then, I, I still think about it from time to time. And, and he made me for who I am. My, my father couldn't do that with me. My mom couldn't do that, but he did. And it made me as a stronger person to never give up. Yeah. And that's just something that lives on. And you have to remember to always share that with others. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, your knowledge, your, your, your charisma, your vibe, your energy, you know, it's always, you should always, it should always be for good. Always for good. You Mm -hmm. know, like I, what I do like, yes, I work, I have, you know, things I need to do. I have a child, I have a mortgage, yeah. I have a hundred million responsibilities. Yeah. But charity is just a part of my life. It's a lifestyle, you know, it's not a job. And, and it's not, you do it knowing that you're doing something for someone that can never repay you. So it's not like you're doing it because you're going to get a paycheck on Friday. You know, do it because you love it. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing. And and that's what I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing it because it helps me not be antisocial. It helps me to to be more talkative. It helps me to help me with my stuttering problem. I have a stuttering problem. I don't know if you noticed. No. And uh, it helps me uh, conquer my depression. We all. I think. And if you can touch somebody in the process Mm -hmm. to do the same things or overcome some of the same challenges that you're having or in my case if I can reach out to someone and that person's going to say hey I'm inspired but what I just heard I'm going to go volunteer at the women's shelter or I'm going to call Lizzie at Journey of Love and say hey can I join you guys on the next trip to I don't know the orphanage or homeless or you know whatever it is that we've got coming up like I've done my job you know, because I will never get tired of talking about Journey of Love. I will never get tired of um, going out and doing anything charitable or joining other organizations or doing, you know, being in the background of Project Coffee Cup or Local Hearts Foundation or any other organization that needs my help or wants my help or can benefit from something I have to offer. Mm-hmm. And willingly and knowingly that you have something that you can give to someone else and you know giving it giving it from the heart it's just you're you're already winning you know you're doing it (laughs) you're doing it it's like you're doing it because you just love it and it 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 it, it makes you feel good like you're doing something it's Mm -hmm. like hey I feel like you said, if I can help out this person or one or two or a hundred, you did something. It, you feel you feel good, you know? And that's just that that's how it is. Like when I do the podcast, 
you know, I like I said, I had one foot in. I don't want to do it no more. But if I had people, it's like, dude, keep on going. Keep on going. I know and you good. have your mentors and the people that motivate you to continue to do stuff. Oh, you have Yeah, yeah. But that's, so, yeah. You know, it's 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 how it is. And, and I mean, you can only grow and expand and, and, you know, keep on growing. Yeah. You're only starting getting started. And I've only been doing, po- only been doing podcasts for a year. But I feel like I have experienced like seven years, eight years, because a lot of people think like, oh, my podcast is better, but they don't work on their weaknesses. My main thing I want to do on my podcast is listen and observe and see, hear, take it in. in. And I want to know, understand and get to know the journey that what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right now, um, so other than that, um, we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Before we get back to the episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been subscribing to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, 2020, it's going to be a journey, but you know what? I'm enjoying the ride, like Martin Moreno always says. Mega Man, enjoy the ride. I have so many, so many ideas uh, for this year and also for 2021. So let's talk about one thing at a time. YouTube is coming, guys. I know what people have been telling me. YouTube is coming and probably the end of the year. Um, it, it's it's going to be a little tricky, but I'm going to see if I can try to do it on my own. So for sure, for sure, YouTube is coming. Merch is coming, guys. Merch, merch. Uh, shirts, um, beer glasses, stickers, and um, and pens were coming. And that will be in the works. Uh, social media will be in the works. Uh, I'm making a Facebook page. Um, I'm going to make another Instagram page. Uh, a Twitter page. Um, you know, I just want to focus more on social media to get that platform out there. Um, for this year, for 2020, um, with the guests, um, I will be doing a little beer talks, but not that much. Uh, this this year for 2020, um, we'll be focusing on um, nonprofit organizations, uh, small businesses, a couple podcasters, uh, celebrities, comedians, athletes. But the one I really, really want to focus on is uh, for women. Um, I think a lot of people are telling me that um, you need to have more women on the podcast. And... <clears throat> I listen to uh, a lot of you guys and ladies, so yeah, that will be in the works. I, I already have a a list of women that will be coming on um, from businesses. Um, I have a person coming off; she's a CEO. Um, beer talks, um, celebrities. I I'm making a list already. So when I when I'll be taking um, uh, two months off. Um, to have a little vacation, spend time with the family, but um, I will be focusing on a lot of the stuff behind the scenes on the Mega Mats podcast, and uh, I'm already making my list for the guests that will be coming on the podcast in the second quarter. And um, there's a nat- there's a couple of athletes um, I want to try to get on this year. Um, Shay Cotton, um, he played for Modern Day Saint John Bosco. Um, <clears throat> played in the NBA, 
um, he was pro- probably to me actually the first uh, high school player to come out. He was like the LeBron James back then, and um, I'm gonna see if I can try to get him on. Um, I want to see if I can try to get um, cross my fingers, podcast Dave. If you're hearing this, let me know. I know for sure. Podcast, I want to get podcast Dave on the podcast. Um, he has he's a producer for the Wayans podcast. He does with him, Josh Thompson from Bellator and and John McCarthy. He was the MMA referee. Now he's a commentator for Bellator. I'm, I want to get Podcast Dave for sure, but also I want to get Josh Thompson. Um, I know they're over there in the Beria in San Jose. I want to see what I can do. Um, I'm just trying to um, get a lot of um, well-known, well-named people on the podcast. Um, my ultimate goal this year... Um, is to try to get Alfred Robles on the podcast. Um, he he's an opener for um, for Fluffy when he does the comedy tour. That one, uh, my goal was trying to get. I want to see if I could try to get Brandon Schaub on the podcast for Fighter and the Kid, um, Felipe Esparza, and um, Paul Rodriguez. And I want to see. Um, there's a couple people I won't mention because I want to see if it's if. I just want to see if, if they will be down, but I got some people in the works right now to come on the Mega Mass podcast. I mean, my goal is one to ever, my goal and my dream for one day um, is to be on the Joe Rogan's podcast. That's my main, main goal. And, you know, I take, I take each and every episode like, like it's my last, but I want to make it so good. Because because the, these when I have a guest on the podcast, these are their stories, and I want a lot of um, the listeners to remember them, and um, and that's what I do. I mean, every time I, I have a guest on the podcast, I want them to be themselves. I want them to feel like just very relaxed and chill and stuff. And that's a lot of things I've been working on the podcast too, to bring that positive energy when guests come on the podcast. You know, it's it just it. I'm I try to make it more relaxing, more funny. Just be yourselves, and just and just have honest people. And ever since um, I've been getting um different types of guests. You know, the word of mouth, like, wow, Mega Man, he does his homework, man. He's very chill. He's he's very relaxed and everything. And that's when when a lot of the guests see me uh, for who I am. It's nothing but love. You know, people could talk about, oh, Mega Man's this or Mega Man's that or, you know, that. What you see is what you see on Instagram, but a lot of people don't know. And they always quickly want to assume things. But I'm not like that. I'm just very straightforward. I'm very honest, very real, very blunt. I do have a heart and I do care. And um, that's what I do best. And and that's what it's all about networking, you know. Um, I've been getting invited to a lot to do other people's podcasts when it comes from the Fat Ass Podcast, the Kickback Podcast, the VIP Podcast, Let Me Know, No Father, No Problem, Dudes from Ellie's Podcast, you know, and a whole bunch. And um, I'm 
there's just a lot of people want to know who is Mega Man all about? Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man. You know, that's one thing. And I, I forgot to mention, uh, I wanna I want to see if I can try to get uh Felipe Esparza um on the podcast. Um he him and there's a lot of podcasters, a lot of uh main people I focus because they helped me out so much, you know, and they made they made me laugh. Um, a lot of them, and including Felipe Esparza, um, gave me motivation speech, uh, make my podcast better and everything. And and to me, it's like there's no other guess of who I want, it, it, and that's Felipe Esparza. So I have goals this year, and before um, before I told um, I took a break last year, I was like. I got to make the podcast better for 2020. I was pushing myself, pushing myself, pushing myself, working on my weaknesses, and I want to get to the next level. So this year for 2020 is the make or break year for reals on the Mega Man's podcast. And that's why it's I'm very selective who I bring on. Very because I need, I really, really, because this year is really important to me, and I, I want to, just kick off 2020 as like this is Mega Man's year. I know, with a lot of podcasters I support and everything, much love. But to me, I'm always gonna show love to all the podcasters. But I got to get to the next level, um, to make my podcast more better make my podcast boards like it's not about beer talks he's bringing this he's he's mega man's inviting that mega events it's just i i want to be i want to be all i want to be the all-around person that i can feel so more comfortable but at the same time um i challenge myself to have um different types of guests to come on because i want to have an open mind i want to understand them and i want to see and what's their point of view in life or what they do. So that's one of the main reasons why um, I have to get to that next level. I have to get to the next level. And uh, I'm already thinking ahead for 2021. But just for a little bit, um, I just want to focus on a couple more guests. Then I will be taking a couple months off. Then when I come back, you know... Um, I'm I'm just gonna be on the grind again. I'm gonna be on the grind. That's why I have all these episodes already. Um, I already edited everything out, and we're all good to go. I'm just putting one episode out, one a week, one a week, one a week, and I cannot wait to uh, get back on the grind. So once again, everyone, thank you for showing me love on the Mega Man's podcast. I'm just taking one episode at a time, and I hope you really um enjoy this episode i done with my girl uh, lizzie from journeys loves and hopes all right now let's get back to the episode uh we we're talking about earlier like with your brother like you just live life to the fullest that's it right. and that's yeah. what i'm always about me like i'm just gonna do it and i'm just gonna enjoy the ride that's how you i see it to. as Mm-hmm. And then that's that's ever since I've ever since then I've been doing it. 
So, with your and journey... people will always have an opinion of your life. People they will always, always have an opinion do. of everything. You know, like I, I always say, my mom always said, hey, if they don't talk about you, you ain't worth talking about. Damn. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I was That wine is pretty good. I want to get some more right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I will pour for you. So, what are we drinking right now? Justin Paso Robles mm-hmm. Cabernet. Now, Mega Man, I rarely, rarely drink wine, but... The smell of it was a little strong, but when I drank it, it was very, very smooth. It's so good. Now I'm doing it with, I, mean, I don't know if you guys are watching, but now like, I'm sniffing it. I have my fingers under the glass because I don't want my fingers warm because it happens if you touch the glass, you make your the fingers warm. I don't know anything about wine. Oh, <laughs> come on, I, thought you were, I see you like on Instagram have wine, wine. It's like, she knows some things. Like, I want to learn a trick or two, but you know. Listen, if anyone's listening, you have to go to wine country in Ensenada. Mm. Um, Come with us on April 25th to the orphanage and we'll make a weekend out of it. We'll go to wine country, which is, the orphanage is smack in the middle of wine country. Um, They are some amazing wineries out there. You haven't been there since you were 11 years old. 11 years old. I I mean, I'm not going to take no for an answer. You're coming. I'll go. You got to go get your passport now. Uh When you leave here, you go get your passport. I'm down. Um, When you you have a flight, do you get like a flight of different types of wines? It's not a flight when it's wines. Uh, It's a wine tasting. So... Um, it could be, I don't know, four or five different wines. So you go and then they pour a little bit of wine. Um, you taste that wine. You walk around. You do whatever. You I come wanna, back. You do it again. I want to know yeah. what's the percentage on that. Because um, I, I don't know. Megan may have a little buzz right now. <laughs> well, because I had a beer. Well, everyone, I had an electric beer. But I wine gets you a little bit more buzz. So I'm like, well. 14.5%. 14? That's nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, wine, wine is strong. How about the Moscato that you brought from San Antonio? Oh, my wine? God. <laughs> I got this from free. I will not mention his name, but it's free. I got it for free. He gave me it. 12% uh, alcohol by volume. And it's a Moscato, so the sweeter the beer, it's, you know. This is really sweet. Yeah, I mean, I got that. This one, put in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy it. Afternoon. Oh, yeah, because usually when I have a guest, I usually, uh, you're the first person I ever give a wine to. Okay. It's everyone always wants beer. Beer. Okay. But that was like the first like wine. It's like, I hope I, I know she's a wine girl. So I wanted to give you something just for like a little gift um, for coming on the Mega Mess podcast. You. I appreciate it. So I'm we're almost, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're almost getting to the end. I kind of noticed what type of music do you like? Oh, I'm an 80s girl. I love. The you know, pe- Depeche Mode. I do. I do love Depeche Mode, The Cure, You Too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a K Rock girl from the 90s, so I love all that K-Rock. stuff. K Rock, okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And my daughter is too. She's such an old soul. She loves Queen, you know, like she loves Frank Sinatra, and so do I. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, Depeche Mode and You Too, The Cure, are my favorites. I, my mom, she took me a while <laughs> back in 88 to Pasadena to go see Depeche Mode play. Oh, what oh, year was this? 88 in Pasadena. Uh-huh. 56 or was it 70,000 people? Mm-hmm. I was like... Oh. At the Rose Bowl? Oh, yeah. I looked at Depeche Mode. They're still the best, no matter what. I think they're doing a farewell tour. They are. And they have a movie out. A movie? Yeah. A documentary? Have, it said something. I, I, I got... You know, like, your phone knows when you're talking and you're doing things? Because they listen to it and they mm-hmm. say, well, if you like this, and that's what you come up so with. So, I, like, jump on the gram and 
Absolutely. It's like Depeche Mode, like get your ticket now for Harkins. I'm like, oh, they know me. <laughs> Would you ever go see them? Yeah, I want to. Oh yeah, I definitely. And every time they've been in town, I've been to their concerts. So I love Depeche Mode. When are they coming back? Um, I have no idea, actually. I have not heard anything about them being in town. Um... No, no clue, actually. I'll go stub ups or, or, or Ticketmaster or whatever because yeah. I got to see them because I always been a huge NXS fan. Okay. And Faith No More. Mm-hmm. Faith No More and uh, Coat, was it? Uh, who else was? Who else? Uh, yeah, just Faith. Uh, was this like, what's that 80s band? Uh, Drama Rama. Oh, oh, Drama Rama. I just saw a flyer yesterday. Um, dr- there's going to be an 80s night coming up. I don't know if it's at Microsoft or Staples or something, and Drumrama will be there. Oh, I think I saw I'll it. I'll have to give the, you the info. And I think the main ones could be MC Hammer. Oh, no way. Yeah. Can't touch this. <laughs> well, because a lot of, I've seen a lot of those bands over here at Lakewood at Bellflower called New Wave Restaurant. Oh, I love that place. Have you been there? And they have like karaoke night. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love the cover bands there. They have, oh, yeah. Cover bands. I like the, when you're single, man. It's hunting season. Is it really? Oh, if you, well, yeah. There's so many like women out hunting there. Hunting season at New Wave Bar. <laughs> no, not like that. Not like that. Well, well, because Mega Man's single, so I get. To, I'm on the prowl. So on the prowl. I'm just on the prowl. Usually, I, um, I like going there, but I haven't been there in a minute. But um, I've always been that '80s person, so I always like go to Anarchy. Uh huh. You know, yeah. but but it's mostly like a lot of rockabilly people. Yeah, Anarchy's cool though. It's cool. It's cool. But now, but New Wave is much better. And I've never been to the one they have like a sister Holy uh, Goli, spot. a sidebar. Not Holy Um, it's it's a it's like New Wave, but it's in Fullerton. Slide bar. Is that what it's called? I think it's called Slide Bar. Okay. Yeah, that one. That's I haven't been to that one. I mean, I haven't. Man, I, the last time I've been to uh, the Fullerton when they had Rock and Taco. Oh wow! You ever heard of Rock and Taco? Yeah, of course. Back when, <laughs> no one knows that those are the legend stories of Revolution. Those are the stories. Wow. But yeah. Hey, I used to go to the palace in Hollywood. Palace? I've never been there. No? Richard Blade? Uh-uh. No? Like uh-uh. in the 90s? No. So Richard Blade used to be at the palace in Hollywood on Friday nights. Uh-huh. That used to be awesome. Like, I mean, that was 18 and over also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, do you have any, like, if you go back, it's like, well, did you ever have any crazy stories? Like, man, in high school or this? Like, whoa. Like, you look back like, what the fuck was I doing? Um, you know what? Not so much. I was a good girl for the most Don't part. Be lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> I, my very first concert was New Kids on the Block, Dodger Stadium. I want to say it was, gosh, 1989. Donnie. I was so in love with Jonathan. Oh, I had the jacket. I still have the Jonathan, jacket. Jonathan. Jonathan. So Joey, Jonathan, remember all the boys? <laughs> okay, there's two of them. There was, did he have that kind of Italian look? Like, yeah. He was the shy one. Oh, gotcha. Jonathan. I know you got, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know the other one. There's Jordan Knight. Uh huh, Jordan. Okay, yeah. then you got Donnie, Mark Wahlberg's Donnie. brother. You got Joey McIntyre. And Jonathan. There's there's two of them. One would look kind of like, more like a Guido. Oh, I know you're talking about. But anyway, I was so in love with Nukits on the Block. I mean, I, I still own the leather jacket. I have the Jonathan pin. Um, it was my very first concert ever. Um, and I love concerts. I love going to music events. I love all that stuff. So yeah, Nukits on the Block, my very first concert. Mm-hmm. And I love like No Doubt, you know, remember No Doubt from 
Uh, no doubt. Seen them at the uh, Universal Amphitheater back in the day, Vicente Fernandez, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, um, I saw No Doubt a couple times back when they were co-headlining for Subline. Sublime. Sublime, yeah, yeah, over in Long Beach. Yeah. There was a, yeah. There, ska movement. <laughs> a ska, well, actually, I, I have a friend. He was in a ska band called Real Big Fish. Okay. He was, he's the owner of uh, Liberation in Long Beach. I, I go there every day. Oh. He, Dan Reagan, he used to play the trumpet. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, how cool. And uh, he's a super nice guy. He, had, he has his pictures of the, the albums are all platinum. And... Gosh, I have a good story for you really quickly before we end. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Tower Records, down the street from, from, from here, actually, mm-hmm. in Lakewood. Um, I, I'm listening to K-Rock, and I'm listening to Kevin and Bean in the morning, and there's this song, and it's just like, I'm just a girl. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this song. I'm going to Tower Records. So I go to Tower Records and I tell the girl at the at the counter. So I need to buy this CD. I need to buy this album. It's called I'm Just a Girl. And then she's like, Oh my God, I'm looking for it. I'm just a girl. She's like, Is it called maybe Tragic Kingdom? I'm like, Yeah, I think maybe the band's name is Tragic Kingdom. I don't know. And she's like, Oh my God, I found it. The name of the band is No Doubt. The album's name is Tragic Kingdom. The name of the song is Just a Girl. <laughs> Uh, and I remember buying the CD, which I still own, by the way. Did you go to Tower Records back then? Is that the one right here? It was on, on South? South Street? Oh, yeah. And the, oh, my God. Absolutely. That's where I was Okay. At. Did you ever, because I used to do this because, you know, I don't want to buy a CD. Can I, can I play? Can I hear it first before I buy it? <laughs> you know, like you play the CD, you hear it first, and you're like, okay. Because, you know, iTunes, you can pick yeah. whatever, but we have to hear it before we buy it. Right. Because I don't think I ever did that. I did that. But I a did, lot. I did buy that one. And then I just, I love them so much. I like, I think I learned every song on that album in like two days time. And then I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to be at the Santa Barbara Bowl. So I went to Santa Barbara to watch them play. And they had a group called the Vandals start for them. Like they opened for them. Mm-hmm. Um, years later, um, I go to dinner with some friends and my friend Russell is friends with Tony Canal. So he invites Tony to Are the dinner. Serious? And I'm sitting there like this fam, like I'm like super cool. Like I'm not Tony Canal, is that the one who was Tony Canal was with Gwen Stefani. That's he's, the he's the Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the back. Yeah, yeah. So he's okay. he's the Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I go to this like fancy dinner with my friend, and he's friends with Tony, and I didn't know this, and I'm like, oh my gosh. That's Tony, and like he's there with like his girlfriend or wife because this is like after Gwen Stefani, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, and then I just like blew it up. I'm like, so um, I went to see you guys in Santa Barbara when the Vandals. He's like, oh my god, the Vandals. He's like, I know exactly the show. He's like, no way you were there. I'm like, yes, I was. He goes, man, you must be like an old school fan because that is so long ago I'm like absolutely that was like early 90s you know or late wow. 90s and he still remembers yeah he was like I remember the vandals they're like doing this they're doing that I'm like wow so that was super cool yeah no doubt story god yeah. did you get starstruck you saw that <laughs> not, I mean not super starstruck but he did sit next to me and then, like, his girlfriend or wife was, like, super, super nice. So it was easy to talk to them. If you... Because who would you ever... It could be a sports person or, or entertainment or comedian or anyone. Who would you get starstruck? You're like... Oh. 
Like, who would you get nervous? Oh, gosh. I mean, if I was dreaming, I would love to have met Freddie Mercury. So, I just, I can only imagine how that conversation would go. Fuck. You know, it's like, ah, Freddie Mercury, queen. <laughs> Dude, I would be so, like, starstruck if I, well, sorry, Beto's not you. <laughs> no, I would be so starstruck if I met, like, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Really? Or, uh, yeah. Or, I love her. Or Kate she's Beckinsale. Sweet. Oh, she's oh, so hot. Yeah, and her accent is so amazing. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Leave that. Cut the accent. I like that. No! <laughs> cut that. There's no, no world evolution vampire movie. But that's just how it is, you know, like this type of good music and stuff. And I like it. It's cool. So we're almost getting to the end right now. And uh, are there any... Um, uh, any last words or any shout outs before we log off? Well, thank you for having me, by the way. Mm. Um, it's, it, I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect and I, and really? I've enjoyed myself very much. A lot you. of people get that from me. It's like, I don't know what am I going to get out of the Mega Man. Is it going to be good, bad? <laughs> but to me, I always want to have my guests that come on. I want you to be yourself. And I have been. I know. <laughs> and, and that's just something more. And thanks for having me. I've appreciated and, and I hope that you know, someone out there listening has been um, inspired by something good, by something to do. You know, if you can go out there and do something nice for someone, if you can go out there and, you know, do an act of kindness today, go do it. Because, you know, like my daughter always says, mommy, God knows when you're lying. Don't use straws because we're saving turtles. Um, God knows when you're doing good things too and you know you don't need an audience to do it and the reason I you know put it out there for everyone to see is because I'm trying to raise awareness but if you can uh, be inspired by anything that you've heard today or want to get involved or want to do anything um, remotely to do with charity it doesn't have to be with us it doesn't have to be with Journey of Love Um, I would love it if you know you reached out to me and said hey I, I heard the Mega Man podcast and and I was inspired and I called you and I want to do something with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do it. But if, you know, if you're somewhere in, you know, whatever town you live in and you want to go and do something, just go do it. Go do it. And, you know, send me a message and tell me you did it. <laughs> yeah, that's the time. Um, do it. But, you know, just inspiring somebody to do better or to be better or to to not be afraid to help or not be afraid to go and hug somebody that's living on the street or, um, you know, to say, Hey, I'd like to go with you on an orphanage visit, or I'd like to help, or I'd like to volunteer. Like I want to come over and help you decorate bags for the homeless. Like call me, you -hmm. know, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, but I, I really do appreciate you having me on. Um, I didn't know that I could be an interesting guest. Um, I didn't know what I had to offer to your podcast or to your audience but um i'm very grateful that i'm on here and uh i thank you for that you're welcome um a lot of people get that a lot you're not the only one what am i going to get out of it if it's going to be good but it's to me it's maturity it's me trying to understand a lot of people and when i have a guest on i want to know their journey of like i said what where they've been and where they at now and I want people to be more aware of, of, you know, journey of love and hope, you know. And it just caught my eye. And I, and I saw your Instagram and everything. And I see what you do. And 
And I was like, man, when when you start uh, giving out bags of chili and cornbread, I was like, I'm hungry too. <laughs> I want to go. But that's just something that you, because you're just, you're not doing it for the likes, but you're doing it because in your heart that you yeah, care. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. You know, it's, 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 it's like I said, if I went out there with 20 people, I'm going to be happy. And if I go out there by myself because nobody else is available to come or they don't want to come, I'm still going to go out there and do it. That's awesome. So, you know, if, like I said, if somebody can get inspired by any of those words or any thing that we've talked about today, um, you know, I've done my job. He did. You know, and, you know, I, I'd say follow our page, follow our journey. Oh, yeah. Where can they follow you? At? Um, so we are on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Journey of Love and Hope. Um, journey of love and or journeylh.com is our website which is not super super active but we're more active on Instagram than anything else mm-hmm. so if you need to know like dates if you want to know um, what we're up to or what we're doing um, just jump on the gram journey of love and hope and you'll see everything that we're working on we have a calendar of um, of events as far as uh, uh, the homeless, like feeding the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. So we have a calendar for the rest of the year. So if you like to maybe go on there, check it out, um, or put it on your calendar, join us, you know, come out. You don't have to donate to, to go and volunteer. You don't have to do, you just have to show up. You know? So do you guys meet in a certain place? You guys we all? Do. We meet at, we meet all, all over on San Pedro between 4th and 5th once a month to the city of San Pedro no 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 in the city of LA oh gotcha so off of San Pedro between 4th and 5th gotcha it's right in the middle of Skid Row we set up shop there and then um, and then we hand out bags of food and we talk and we chat and we you know bring whatever we can like I fill my car with whatever I can like warm clothes um, hats socks whatever I have I bring um, and then I always do unofficial visits to Skid Row. Like I just, you know, it's today is Friday. We're doing this uh, podcast on a Friday morning. And I would normally say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go to Skid Row. So I'm going to probably post it on my Instagram. And it's super, super last minute. And, you know, a lot of people aren't available to come. But I go by myself if I have to, you know, like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, Instagram is probably the best um, place to get information about us and what we're up to. And uh, I mean, I'm always on there. You can always send me a message. You can reach out to me, call me, send me smoke signals, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, Liz, I just want to say again, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, this episode truly uh, is it's a really it's a, it's a really good episode. And it's very inspiring, and I applaud you, uh, what you do for the community, and like for you and your daughter and everyone else. And uh, I just want to say, um, if there's anything that you want me to do, I'll support you. Um, let me know ahead of time so I can help you out with anything. Um, and I and I just want to say also, lastly, before we uh, end it, um, every time I have a guest on the podcast, you are now considered a family. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. It's always, it's always, it's all love. And uh, I just. Totally holding you. um, Mexico, yes. Fish tacos, Baja, I will go. Yes. I want to go. Absolutely. Let me pay all my bills first, then I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure, I'll go. I'll I'll go. I mean, yeah. Good. I want to go really, but. It's an experience. It's a very, it's a very humbling experience. Hmm. You can bring your kids. Yeah. 
I'll bring them and all that. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. No problem. Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rank review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave me uh, some stars or a comment to make the podcast better. Uh, taking one episode at a time to to make it better, to reach my numbers and my followers around the world. Uh, you can find my podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Radio Public, uh, the whole nine yards. And uh, once again, Lizzie, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. We're out, guys. Later. More wine for us. <laughs> <laughs> Late.